Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson, Papa. I'm Sam Nisty Delaney, so what? It's Life Logistics again. We've got some of your problems to solve. Uh, if you've sent any grudges in over the last week, as we asked for them last time out, um, do not worry, because we'll get round to the grudges in the new year. We've pre-recorded this episode last week, so, you know, we haven't read your fucking grudges yet. Um, but we've got lots to get through because we've still got lots of logistics that people have been sending in. Um, we're trying to get through the backlog. Again, another Christmas one, Sam. We spent a lot of Christmas time last week. Uh, Chris Stockhill says, what are the best words to use when you open a present and it's shit? Mm. It's quite tricky to feign uh, joy when all you're feeling is burning, searing uh, rejection. <laughs> an emotional pain when you've been given something that's shit. Uh, I remember when I was about 14, mm. I think I was 14, and I just opened one of those junior saver accounts that you have mm. at the bank where you get um, a, a free wallet. The best bank, I think it was NatWest, they give you a piggy bank. Oh, yeah. Was a pig, so Nathaniel Westminster, he was the yes. top one. Yeah. Yes, I didn't. I was with Barclays. Um, I didn't get that because the whole family was with Barclays. So I had to go with Barclays as well. I was it was with... far too much of a fucking leap for them to open a bank account at a different bank for me. Yeah. So, you know, we're I had to Barclays as well. We're a Barclays family. We always have been. <laughs> but thing was, in Shiny Row, where I lived, which I've told you about before, there was only one bank in Shiny Row itself, Barclays. So that was mm. where you did your banking. So to go to that West would have meant a bus ride or yeah. a car trip. So that, that's that. what usually happens. I'm I was with HSBC because when I went to university, there was one bank on the campus, and when you all arrive, mm. you got to open a fucking bank account, and yeah. there was just one bank on the campus, and you just fucking open it there. But as a result of that, I have always been quite sort of tribal about it. So, like mm. when there was the banking crash in two thousand and eight all the banks were like fucked and they were going to shut mm. down as well as shit. And every day I read in the paper that the only one that wasn't really badly fucked was HSBC. And I was like right. proper like football about it. I was like, fucking go on. Yeah. Fucking HSBC. <laughs> fucking told the you. League. They're fucking proper. Right. <laughs> fucking proper. Everything went shit. Everyone else dropped their fucking bollocks. Right. But HSBC are fucking proper. Yeah. They stood fucking firm. 
and <sighs> I got really tribal about it, and I'm still a bit like that now. But you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I only opened it because it was the only campus that required me not to go more than twenty meters from my fucking dormitory <laughs> bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was a Bartley's one, and. Uh, I'd opened this junior savers account. It was my birthday, and my folks said, "You know, what do you want for your birthday?" I was at the age. Where I said, "Oh, I'll just have money, and then I can spend it as I want." Mm. You know, on records, obviously, because mm. that's what I spent all my money on. So, come my birthday, there's my birthday card. Open the birthday card. Inside is a check mm. for the money that I'd asked for. So the idea was that I have to go to Barclays and pay this fucking check into Fuck my junior savers account. And then do what? What? Then get it out over oh, the counter? Oh, don't worry. Fucking Sir John Barclay gets to wet his beak then as well. Not to mention what? Sir John fucking HM Revenue and Customs, right? Well, once yeah. He's been cash- once he's been in there, everyone's having a little slice of the once pie. Once it's in the system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm 14. I just want to go out and buy the new Level 42 album. Mm. Fucking, I'm stood here with a check. Sir John Barclay's is going, yeah, we're having two quid of that, you cunt. Processing fees. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm still bitter about that now. So that's the shittest present I ever got. And if, I kicked off. If you I get a check, off. it might as well be one of those big pulse winners checks. Exactly. Your big mm. cardboard one, yeah. Mm. But it wasn't important enough to get that. Do you remember but, um, Do you remember <laughs> the ads for Access, your flexible friend? Whoop, whoop, your flexible friend. Yeah, yeah. and some clever cunt at the, what will, at the advertising agency had gone, right, what we'll do... We'll, we'll humanise it by just drawing a face and some hands and legs on it and the card will become like a bloke. <laughs> but it'll be a good bloke and then everyone Not will Not a woman, one. obviously. We can't have it being a woman. No one will trust it then. People will just think it's scatty and can't handle money uh, properly. Well, women be are a not, fella. We've done our research and apparently the British public think that women are fucking daft as a brush when it comes to money. And especially other women think that. If you have a credit card that's a woman, she'll just spend it on lipstick in the bingo. So you can't have that. <laughs> uh, but do you remember, Andy, in these in the series of vignettes created by Access's advertising firm, in which Access, <laughs> yes. the flexible yeah. friend, was a geezer, right? Yeah. Do you remember who his nemesis was? Oh, there was a nemesis. He, he had there? an arch rival. Was he Cash? <laughs> it was the name. Money. You're, you're close. It was money. You're close. The name of the actual character was Fat Wallet. <laughs> fat Wallet. And he'd go like, here comes Fat Wallet. And he was like a big fat wallet full of fucking cash. And he was puffing and wheezing and was really yeah. like out of show. Like he had like a cigarette, like he had a lung problem or something. And he's like, oh, here he comes. Fucking Fat Wallet. Old-fashioned, fat old cunt, yeah. not like me. Uh, all thin and plastic. Builder. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, and I remember at the time, being a kid, thinking, yeah, can't wait till I'm an adult. I'll be getting one of them fucking access cards. Don't worry about that. That's when you think that if you have that, that's free money. You just run around <laughs> yeah. with a fucking... But if you're listening to this and you're young, to be honest, it is free money, right? So, yeah. you know, they don't mm. do access cards anymore, but just get another one. But the thing is, you have to pay it back, and sometimes it can take yeah. years and years, especially if you start withdrawing cash from it oh. at a huge interest rate. I speak from personal experience as Fuck a younger me. man. Me too. Fucking hell. Don't well, get a credit card, ever. Don't get a credit card I and then develop it. a massive cocaine habit. 
because <laughs> you will be withdrawing a lot of cash. And at the end of the year, when your accountant does your books, he calls up and says, yes, I've nearly finished your tax return. Just one, mm. a couple of queries. One is, I've noticed that you've, you've uh, uh, accumulatively across the year withdrawn a staggering £3,000 out in cash, which seems rather foolish because they're charging you every single time for a withdrawal. <laughs> is there any particular reason for that? Uh, yes, the reason is simple. I have accidentally become addicted to the drug cocaine and my various dealers across London only accept cash and I am running so short of actual cash I've had to start borrowing it from the American Express Company uh, to service my addiction. So I don't know if this is something you can include in my tax return. Perhaps the Inland Revenue will have some sort of loophole for this sort of thing. It may be deductible as an expense. I do, I, after I think all, it, work in the media. It might be classed as research and development. Yeah. I'm not sure. I do work in the media industry, so I think it counts as a legitimate expense. Uh, yeah, nightmare. Yeah, so definitely. that's always good advice as well. Financial well, advice, mean, don't become a drug back, addict. Back then... Back then, when they were telling you to get access, if you wanted to spend something on your access card mm. in a shop, you'd have to hand it over. Then they'd have to get that machine thing out, put it in, put the slip of paper into the oh, machine over the top, and then go over the... And it would imprint your number onto the slip. Then they had to write in how much you were spending. Then they had to get you to fucking sign it. Just pay with cash, you cunt. Mate. Quicker. My- cash is king. My, I obviously was fascinated <clears throat> and delighted and awestruck by the mm. credit card machines you speak of. Of course. Rip, rip, rip. Yeah. And they had that special carbonized paper, right? Mm-hmm. That, that made the imprint of your credit card. So and obviously, I've yeah. been fucking fixated with these things for years, but I thought only top professionals had access to them. But then, Have you got one? Is that what you're going to tell me? My my Go wife, start, my good wife, when she was just my good girlfriend, when she started work in the publishing business when we were younger, when she was a junior, she would go along to these book launches. And it was mm. her part of her role when she was younger was to flog books at the book launches. So they'd all oh, be right, there yeah. celebrating the launch of the book. But you could also go and buy one. <clears throat> and she so came bookshop. dead casual, right? Dead casual. The first time she did this, she came home from one of these book launches, and she had a big bag with her. And I went, oh, hello, how did it go? She came back to our little flat, and she went, yeah, it was good. It was quite fun. And I said, oh, what's that in your bag? She went, oh, just because I have to sell books. Don't look at oh, that. What? She fucking knew, didn't she? She knew me well enough to think, I cannot allow him to know that I have a credit card machine in my possession. He will spend the evening playing on it. And that's exactly what happened. She went off to the toilet and she had told me, she had told me that all that was in there was books and some petty cash. I wasn't interested in the cash. She didn't need to worry about me nicking the cash. I've seen cash before, darling. Well, I have not ever laid my fucking hands on this one of these cunts. (laughs) Bang, 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 bang. Swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah, you can fucking make a copy of anything on here as long as it's bumpy. <laughs> Get in a big bumpy. Well, I mean, you know, I worked in Outprice for five years, so I'm more than familiar with oh. that machine. But it was always a ball because we had we had the thing where you would swipe, yeah, the the card and then put in the amount at a machine, mm. and it would print out the printy thing, and then you'd just get them to sign the printy thing. This is yeah. before the days of contactless. 
yeah. that was easy. But if the printy thing wasn't working, or if they had an Amex, which didn't work on the the uh, debit card machine, then they had to get the swipey swipey thing out and do all the fucking rigmarole. Mm. What a ball ache, especially at Christmas. So shout out you- to anyone. Hang on, shout out to anyone. This is the 22nd of December. My deepest sympathies with anybody working in retail this and every other Christmas. It's a fucking nightmare. The customers are invariably cunts. And, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're, in me, you're in me thoughts at all times. Well, I told you about when my mum went in and asked for a cassette to go with the boombox she'd bought me for Christmas. <laughs> and she went, I just want something with a bit of everything on. They gave her the hits tape. And it, yeah. but it was it was she said it wouldn't fit in the stereo and they said it will madam and she went no it fucking won't she went don't think I'm an idiot I'm some daft old bat who's coming here doesn't understand technology <laughs> you're selling me a tape that is not compatible with the stereo I bought and she fucking got the stereo out in the shop and started demonstrating how the tapes would not fit the box would not fit into the slot. And then the, al- not- the member of our price staff opened up the cassette and revealed it was two cassettes <laughs> and slipped it in. So she felt a, a yeah. proper cunt. We talk about that yeah. every single Christmas. It's one of her. Yeah. But that's just one example. So to you, to me, that's a great funny story. But to you, you're just like, shit like that happens every day at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deepest sympathies with all of you. That are, uh, I'm interested that. in when you go out the back though, mate. I go up. Let's say I've mm. gone out and I've got Climby Fisher's Rise to the Occasion. Mm-hmm. I say that because that's a seven-inch single I remember buying once, mm-hmm. right? And I go, hello, I would like to purchase this seven-inch single, please. And I hand it to you and you go, yeah, yeah. you look at it, sneer a bit, look at me, yeah. look me up and that's down. That's a good song, though. I wouldn't sneer, sneer. Rise Yeah, to the but you just think, who's this cunt? I was busy doing a crossword a minute ago, right? <laughs> and then you're like, all right. And then you disappear into mm. the fucking darkened and shadowy little, mm. like, hallways out the back. Yeah. Tell me what's going down back there. Just a couple of seconds respite. What? Just I thought you were digging around looking for for something. Well, you've just handed me the single. Have you handed me the, the empty sleeve or have you handed me the single? Well, what's on the shelf? <clears throat> if it's a seven inch, it'll be um, it'll be the empty sleeve. Okay, so you're going back to get it. I'm going out the back because it's it's either stored out the back or sometimes at Christmas you'll just go out the back. So you're just making up a catch, reason. Just yeah. You just go. Oh, <clears throat> you just I've just got to go breath. back there, mate. I'll just I'll just to say to your colleagues at the back, I've got a right cunt here. Just if you need to just... He's, he's coming to buy fucking Climby Fisher. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. It's a decent song, but there's something about this kid I don't fucking like. <laughs> yeah, or you'll, you'll have someone you'll have someone who's got some really fucking ridiculous query that, and you can't explain to them why they're wrong. So you'll say, I just need to pop out the back for a minute. You go out the back and it's got, I've got a right fucking cunt here. Fuck, and you just vent, vent spleen for a few seconds and then yeah. gather yourself and then go back out and recommence the you, transaction. You basically, you have to contend with a lot of lamparding. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's fucking 24 years since I left our price, but I still think about it. You still get lampard flashbacks. I still, I still dream about it sometimes. Fucking hell. I still dream about it. You, um, you, you were talking of lamparding. We got a good message the other day. I wish I could read out. Apologies, because I can't remember who it was from. So you're just after, I can't remember if you tweeted it or what, 
but um, someone said that. Do you remember we were talking about that Jack Grealish thing that got sent over yeah. the other week? And it was that yeah. picture of him going round on the internet and he was with a lovely young lady who mm-hmm. wasn't wearing a bra or mm-hmm. anything on her top part. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of posing and gurning and giving it the old, oi, oi, like that. I'm with and a naked girl. <laughs> have some of that. And obviously, the only response to that is Jack Grealish, legend, right? Living his best life while he can, <laughs> yeah. right? And uh, someone got in touch and said, yeah, I thought that picture was funny as well. It was sent round on a group, me and a bunch of other mates, he went, and there's quite a few, most people are laughing, but there's quite a few Lampards on there literally writing, well, he's just ruining his chances with England with things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I just thought that is that is fucking perfectly distilled Lamparding right there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's another... I'm sorry, but I you mean- need to uphold certain standards if you want to represent your country at international level. There's an element of that, I think, in the younger generation at the moment, that kind of Lampard. And they're also the ones who uh, are like uh, disciples of VAR. Uh, the ones who kind yeah. of say, yes, but the correct decision is being applied at all times. Yeah. And I think there's quite a lot of that more so in younger people yeah. than there is in the older generation who are like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. Know yeah, I think I think that uh, we've said this before, but with football in particular, I think that there's a younger generation who, for some reason, feel the need to appear to take football much more to elevate football to something it isn't. So we always yeah. say it's a child's game, right? Mm-hmm. But there is, and I also think you know, like it used to be a sort of predominantly working class sport, right? Now I think you've got more kids who are a bit posher who are into football right right and they feel the need because of the way they've been raised right mm. they feel the need to elevate football because they're obsessed with football right because loads of us become obsessed with football because for whatever reasons it's hard to define but it's a really compelling fucking exciting thing to watch right and that's why we all yeah. become addicted to it and it just is what it is do you know what I mean it's a child's mm-hmm. game that happens to be very very compelling especially when you're young and we're just like oh well that's just life but a lot of these kids they've, they've been gone to a private school and they've got sort of parents who think the most important thing in life Sebastian is that you must always be intelligent and everything <laughs> you engage in must have some sort of intelligence to, to be worthy or of, or of value right and that's what they've been taught, rather than just think, look, it is what it is. Life's there for fucking living. Grab what you uh, fo- can football, when you can. <laughs> fo- as we've said before, football is an excuse to legitimise daytime drinking exactly. on the weekends. And these people, they think, I'm into football, and it's fine they're into football, but then they feel the need to elevate it. They think, I need to sort of somehow intellectualise it. I need to apply some sort of, uh, you know, cerebral fucking status right, or meaning to the sport. And therefore, things like tactical analysis, rules, data, right, that Mm -hmm. to them means I feel better about myself being into this sport now. So it's all about them feeling better about themselves because if not, it could almost seem slightly moronic. So a a posher sport, right, from people who, generally speaking, might be better educated has always been cricket, right? I haven't got a problem with cricket. I'm not a massive fan but I haven't got a problem with it. 
but cricket is perfect for people who want to apply that sort of thing because it's such a statistic, it's such a statistics heavy game. And you yeah. can almost look at it like a slightly chess-like strategic game of cat and mouse, right? Mm. And um, so the, applying all of that to football allows these slightly posher young football fans, which you get now, to kind of make themselves feel a little bit less embarrassed to basically be obsessing over what is ultimately a child's game. And that yeah. is my theory. And that, and I don't know what prompted that. I can't remember now. It was something to do with um, credit cards. But some, uh, <laughs> I had, I had a bloke. I've had more than one bloke refer to themselves as scholars of the game. Ooh. And then you think, mate, you don't have to say you're a scholar of the game. It's just a game, right? Yeah. A scholar makes it sound as if it's academic. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And there, mm. like, you need. It doesn't need to be academic. It's not <clears throat> academic. There is no fucking academic status there's no study of football in that sense and not yeah. should there be don't call yourself a yeah. scholar of the game say I like football exactly even though you just like being pretentious you're making yourself into a twat indeed jalapeno ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. So, the question was, what's the best words to use when you open a present and it's shit? And then that led on to me getting a check for my birthday once. I don't know. What f- uh, I, 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 fuck, I, I think don't know you do have to be now. polite. I mean, I'm not going to say, say, oh, shit. I mean, it's not that much of a struggle. You can always find something. Go, well, thanks a lot. That's really kind. Because it yeah. is really kind. Yeah. If some cunt's bought you something, it's kind. Unless some cunt's yeah. power playing you with 40 quid in an M4. 40 quid in a card. <laughs> then you go, oh, I see what this is. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, well um, played. <laughs> next one. Another couple of Christmas ones before we wrap it up. Scouse Twit says, do you serve Christmas pudding? Personally, I think it's shite. Should I do it for the one person who likes it? Well, again, it comes back to kindness, doesn't it, really? Mm. Um, I would... Uh, well, this is what we do, actually, because not all of us are fans of Christmas pudding. I'm certainly not. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's such a fucking integral part of Christmas because mm. it's not very nice. 
Um, we always have Christmas pudding available. And then there's a, a second option, for example, Viennetta, which is invariably Whoa. better than Christmas yeah. pudding. If I was at your house, God willing, one day I will be for Christmas Day. Oh, I hope so too. Right. Um, I would definitely... For a, a Channel 5 TV special. <laughs> Top play Christmas machine. <laughs> Hello, live. You know, like Noel Edmonds used to do live, didn't he, from up the telecom from the tower? Hospital. Yeah, yeah. Okay, live from Andy Dawson's rig in in London in in Britain's glamorous northeast. This <laughs> is top flight Christmas tree drone shot from miles yeah. up in the sky of it descending <laughs> down on your rig and through the window. Down the chimney. And we're just there, really fat, because we've already been stuffing our faces for days in two armchairs. Whoa, all right. Welcome to Christmas. But I would definitely have Christmas pudding, which I actually mm-hmm. do like. Right. And I would have it with Viennetta on top because it's Christmas mm. Day. I deserve it. It's a day of indulgence. And actually, a bit of warm Christmas pudding with Vienna and melting yeah. on it is really decadent. Any other day, I wouldn't give you the option. But any other day, you wouldn't have a choice of Christmas pudding anyway. So no. it would just be Viennetta. That may make. But, I like uh, or, every or, pudding that is on. Like sometimes there'll be because I not this year, but sometimes you have a lot of different people round and everyone brings mm. something. Sometimes there'll be mm. four, or five different fucking pudding options. I'll have a bit of all of them, mate. Bit of all of them, yeah. Because Christmas, isn't it? Or Arctic roll. You can have Arctic roll oh, if you like. Oh yeah. Again, mm. that with something warm, so the roll slightly melts. Melt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, serve Christmas pudding. It's a once a year thing. Get one from Aldi or Lidl because it'll be a little bit cheaper. And they're always better when they do the taste tests. Mm. Everything from Aldi and Lidl always scores better than everything else on the taste test. So get one of them in. Uh, if, you know, if there's only one person likes it, that, that's, well, that's one person having their Christmas dream come true. Don't be yeah. a cunt and say, no, you, we're not having it because there's only one cunt like it. Yeah, you can get, just get a small one cheap. Yeah, it's, fine. it's a time of indulgence, you know, but bend the rules. Let, let everyone have a decent option. I yeah. had some vegan um, pigs in blankets yesterday. I know that might sound absolutely revolting to you, but I am Well, currently- I've got some in for my daughter. I'm How cu- are they? I'm cu- well. Uh, these were from M and S, and it was a bit mm. of a lie because they said they were pigs in blankets, and I put them in the oven, and they were chorizo style vegan sausages, which are nice. Yeah. And they had something wrapped around them, which I presumed was a vegan bacon, right? Yeah. And what I'm doing at the moment is I'm in a, tr- a food trialing period in the build up to yeah. the big day, so I'm trialing different products ready for mm. Christmas, and this was a trial out. But when you put them in yeah. the oven, when they came out. The stuff wrapped around it was not bacon. It was just pastry. So it was just basically, it wasn't a pig in blanket. It was like a veggie sausage roll. Yeah. But it was, not, it was It was fucking nice. I've got some. I was in M&S last week. I got some for my daughter. Mm. She's a, a vegan, obviously. They've got a really um, good range for vegans I'm, in I'm M&S prepared now. to dig in and try them. Because basically from about the 22nd, 23rd through for about a week, I just exist on party food. Yeah. And sweets. I don't have proper meals. No, no. Ch- cheese? I have I just, quite a lot of cheese. Cheese? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just snack constantly. I'll like, whatever in the is. morning, I'll sort of shuffle about in my dressing gown. You'll find yourself yeah. watching, like, Attack of the Clones at, like, 10 a.m., right? Yeah. And then you'll have, like, you'll be sitting God, there watching, watching Attack of the Clones at 10 a.m., right, with a oh. plate with a, with a pickled onion and some Stilton on it. 
Oh, it's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. And two quality street. <laughs> Just yeah. fucking watch it. Fucking good this film, isn't it, son? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. That's why we were recording all these episodes early, oh, so we can knock off and start good. on the 15th. Ah, oh, son, go, rock, be a good lad. Go and run to the cupboard and get us some fucking what's-its. The big bag. <laughs> there's still, no, there's some left at the back. And, uh... <laughs> Bring us a can of Fosters as well while you're there. <laughs> what you want a coat? Yeah, have a coat. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting on the Stella. It's only ten in the morning, but I'll have a Fosters. I'll have a Fosters just to fucking wake me up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, Christmas, yeah, Christmas. So that's the answer to that one. Yeah, yeah. Get a Christmas pudding in for um for uh, whoever wants it. Um, regular correspondent uh, Transcendens on Twitter. He's the fella who was asking us about doing his house up before he sold it mm. and various subsequent questions he sent in since the house purchase has gone through. I think we've ignored most of them. But he says, uh, no Yorkshire puddings on Christmas dinner. What the fuck is that all about? Am I being tricked? What? Do you have Yorkshire puddings in your Christmas dinner, well, Sam? Well, uh, not, not traditionally, but since vegetarianism has become a thing. Well, my wife's always been vegetarian. When I do any roast... I tend to make some form of Yorkshire pudding, sometimes as a toad-in-the-hole style thing with some veggie sausages in, because it's a good vegetarian option Mm -hmm. to have Yorkshire pudding. But traditionally, when I was younger, ate turkey in our house, we would never have had Yorkshire pudding with Christmas dinner. No. I mean, I'm not not really a stickler for rules at all at Christmas. Have what you want, really. Mm. Um, But I, I would not see it as a traditional part of all the trimmings. Mm. I'm doing them this year because my son loves them. I mean, they're he'll fucking have, nice. He'll have Yorkshire puddings as his lunch. Yeah. He'll have, well, you know, you get six Yorkshire puddings in a packet from Sainsbury's. Yeah. Fresh, just to stick in the oven for four minutes. He'll have them. It's just the same as a pancake, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's very versatile. So, you can do anything with Yorkshire pudding. I make them. I make the batter. <laughs> then you get the 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 oil so fucking mm-hmm. hot, right, mm-hmm. that it's fucking mad. You send it mad, so mad it's, oil. it's spitting and going yeah. fucking... It's lunatic oil, right? Got it in their oven on high. The highest you can go for, like, mm. fucking 45 minutes before you've even done the picture. Then we <laughs> get it out very carefully, and it's going fucking mad, like a mad snake that's lost its yeah. mind. When you yeah. pour the batter into that oil, right, then the real fucking party starts, and you see the batter cooking immediately mm. in the oil when it's not even in the mm. oven yet. Yeah. And then you stick it in the oven and all for good measure. I've, and you go, have I've that never con. been brave enough. I've never been brave enough to make me on Yorkshire pudding, Sam. Well, I'll send you... I need you to a, rectify that, don't I? I'll send you a good recipe because once you get into it, you get really into it because it's one of those... I ain't got a tin. I ain't got a Yorkshire pudding it's, tin. It's really simple. It's one of those simple things, but it looks dead flash. So what yeah. you do is you make batter, heat up some oil, chuck it in the oven. That's it. That's but when it, it comes out yeah. of the oven, right, it'll have, like, bloomed into, like, an enormous yeah. fucking puffy shape. Yeah, and I know what sit- a Yorkshire pudding looks like. No, I know, but it looks so big and irregular, it looks more impressive yeah. than the sort of uniform ones, right? So yeah, it looks yeah. like you've done something tremendously skilled, but it's Piece not. Piece of art. And when you stick it on the table, if you make, like... Oh, maybe it, it is. If you, if you make it with the sausages in as well, right? Mm. And you stick that on the table and go, get stuck into that, cunts. People think, whoa, this guy's yeah. fucking pro, mate. This guy's serious. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I've told you before about my gran when I used to get a, a roast dinner at my gran's house. I used to go there for my, my school lunch because she lived across the road from oh, junior yeah. school. So I didn't have school dinners. I just went to my grand's and she'd do me dinner for us. Yeah. Um, she would do a roast dinner, but you get a Yorkshire pudding. Oh. Not every day, <laughs> probably once a week. Yeah. Um, some days it would just be like fucking spam and chips, which was yeah. all right. And I still enjoy Sounds spam and chips good, as a yeah. result. Um, she would do the Yorkshire pudding as the starter because it would be fucking massive <laughs> and it would fill half the plate. And would you have gravy so on it? Yeah, Yorkshire pudding and gravy, and that was it. Eat that first, you cunt. Yeah. And then you get the rest of it. Well, it's like that. it's like our answer to the poppadom. Yeah. But my mate, Ollie's fucking neurotic, right? Um, mm. He, I remember once, he, I went to his house for it and we got a takeaway. Mm. And I think it was when he was first married. So he might have been trying to act fancy in front of his wife, but getting the wrong end of the stick of how to act fancy. She's a bit fancier than him. And the curry arrived and it was at his house. And I was like, right, great. Right. And I started just fucking digging into this curry, like serving a load of it into yeah. a plate, onto a plate for myself and started scoffing it. And he went like this. He went, Sam. And I went, what? And he went, Papa Dom's first. And I went, what? <laughs> and he was sat there and he was trying to make out that because in a restaurant, right, you go and they go, do you want some poppadoms? And they bring yeah. them to you and you have your, your beer in a poppadom while you're checking out the menu. He thought that that was because it was a starter. And what I tend to do is I'll palm my plate. When I get takeaway, mm. I'll palm my plate with curry. I'll grab a poppadom, keep that to mm. the side, right? Mm. I'll munch on it as I go along. But I'm getting it all yeah. down once. He was like, poppadoms first? We went into a fucking panic about it. I went, what the fuck are you talking about, you mad cunt? He went, you've been poppadoms and need the curry until we've had our poppadoms. I said, are you fucking telling me that we're going to sit here like a pair of cunts and go through all of these poppadoms, right, with, all of them. While the curry goes cold. Eat the whole fucking bag of poppadoms and only then will we embark upon our fucking curry. Yes. Oh, shit. The the the, the, the poppadoms are the starter. Fuck, the no. fuck are they? Ali, well, I've paid half of this. I'll eat it how I want, when I want, mate. If that's the way it's supposed to work, then when you get a curry delivered, that should come in two consignments. They yeah. arrive with the poppadoms first, the and then 15 minutes here. later, they turn, up, they turn up with your curry afterwards. Yeah, and or if they won't do it like that, just do two orders. Order for some poppadoms <laughs> from one curry house on Uber yeah. Eats, and then order a curry uh, from uh, from Deliveroo from another curry house. Your poppadoms are here, mate. Right, and just leave cunt. leave a twenty minute fucking gap. What's yeah, the smallest the thing you've attempted to order on Uber Eats or Deliveroo or whatever? Because my brother in law, he'll fuck it. I, I mean, I had huge respect for him one morning when I was around his house, and he was hung over. And he was sort of sitting there and, you know, like the kids are running around. It's a bit chaotic. And he was like, fuck. And then he had that. I could see he had one of those hungover um, hungers on, right, where it's Mm. like it gets a bit desperate and you need something Mm. pretty greasy and dirty at short notice. But you're so hungover there, you can't even be bothered. The idea of even toasting a bit of toast is, like, revolting to you. So he's just talking to me and just casually goes, oh, I'll just get myself uh, 
get himself, he goes, I'll just get himself a quick cheese croissant, right? And I went, what are you getting that from? And he went, I'll get it from fucking Deliveroo. There's a fucking baker up the road that delivers. And it was just like Jesus up the top Christ. of the street. And a fucking courier came round 15 minutes later or less. And all it was mm. was a single fucking cheese croissant in a bag. And he gave it to him. Fucking and it had cost like two quid. Fucking hell. And then, but well, then I, I, he'll do it throughout the day. That's how he uses it. He'll just, when he's hungry, he'll just get a small thing. Whereas yeah. I'm a bit, I feel guilty, right? So I'll not be that hungry. But I think, oh, I'm only on my own. So I've ordered myself a vegetarian cormorant rice. It's all I want. Yeah, but yeah. I feel a bit yeah. bad I'd, getting them out I'd just for that dogs. amount. So I'm going to order some other shit that I don't even want. Just, yeah. uh, Why? I think we've had this conversation a few weeks ago because it was it was when Greg's launched, I think, on Just Eat. Oh, yeah. And the idea of getting a Greg's delivered to my house is great, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't get a pasty delivered to the house. Yeah, again, you're slightly conscious of, like, the planet dying as well. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's that. But you know what? This pandemic, we talk about the uh, the NHS, quite rightly, the NHS staff and the teachers and mm. the people who are in the forefront of it all put themselves at risk. But fucking hell, uh, delivery people... Mm. they're exposing oh, themselves yeah. to, to people in situations every day they're, they're on the front time. line and they're not Big getting the time, praise mate, the whole pandemic all it's shown up is like if you watch dystopian films like for instance the Hunger Games mm-hmm. um, and the way in which pretty much all dystopian films portray a really vivid and explicit divide between the haves and have nots in society exactly I was right? just going to say this and, yeah. and that is really what this pandemic has created or perhaps all yeah. it's done is highlighted what was already there because the truth is it's completely economic this whole fucking pandemic it's yeah. one, like everything it's fucking 100 percent socioeconomics right because if if you are you know and i count myself as one if i am privileged enough to be able to fucking earn a living from home right my kids go to schools right near where i live blah blah mm. blah 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 Right, then you, you're on fucking Easy Street, you're getting your fucking food delivered to you from supermarkets, you're getting other yep. shit delivered by fucking Jeff Bezos or, or whoever. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And yep. and you and you you just think fucking good. This is the only difference for me is I don't have to fucking get up and go anywhere in the morning. Great, right? Yeah. It is entirely fucking socioeconomic because there is the people who are fucking suffering are the people who have no fucking choice but to carry on going out every day and people say and the frontline workers like the nhs yeah they get all the praise and they get us applauding and rightly so but you're right there are people there's the delivery people there's all sorts of fucking people there's people you know i've got a mate who stacks shelves in sainsbury's you know and i said to him when i caught up with him oh how's it been with the with covid this was like much earlier in the year and he he was like what are you talking about and i was like I was like, uh, well, is it safe at your work? Do they let? Do they take measures? Are you allowed to have time off? And he was just like, he just couldn't compute what I was. He was like, what? He was just like, ba- barely aware of the virus, in as much yeah. as it being a thing that you had to observe in your life. Mm-hmm. Because observing it and worrying about it and protecting yourself, and being careful, is a luxury that only some of us have, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Yorkshire puddings on Christmas dinner. Um, <laughs> again, it's up to you. Do what you fucking want. If if you're the host, not add some Yorkshire puddings. If you're not the host, 
politely ask for some. What's the worst that can happen? In, in some sense, tradition is a bit Lampardy. Take your own along. It, tradition, for tradition's sake, is Lampardy. As it happens, oh, yeah. a, a lot of things yeah. that you only have once at Christmas, I happen to look forward to. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. for me, I'll have a lot of the traditional things. But it's a bit Lampardy. But that's what we always have. Or you get yeah. kids, don't you, who are now adults, man-children, going back at Christmas to their parents' house going, but mother... We always have parsnips. It's tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we having parsnips? You're like, fucking grow up, right? The best- it's like on, sometimes on Twitter, I'll, I'll tweet if I have a chippy tea. Yeah. I'll just put chippy tea and then hashtag chippy yeah. tea. And invariably some cunt will reply, but it isn't Friday. Oh, for Fuck fuck's off. sake. And like, the best, the best way that was um, captured was an episode of Peep Show where the Olivia <laughs> Coleman character goes back to her house, to her mum and dad's place for the weekend because yeah. it's her birthday. And Mark yeah. goes with her because they're dating at the time. Mm-hmm. And he's sat there fucking dreading the whole, oh, fucking hell, what am I doing here? And it's her birthday morning. And she's like, supposed to be, they're supposed to be like in their early 30s or something, aren't they? And she mm. comes out and is wearing this fucking preposterous sort of cone hat <laughs> like a princess <laughs> with something hanging it off it. And she has to come, and she comes out with this big smile on her face, and she does this little dance as she comes down the stairs, and they all like beat this weird drum, and and the Mark character, you know, you hear his thoughts, and he's thinking, Jesus Christ, yeah. this is like a cult, right? And you think <laughs> that's what loads of people are like, and you hear it at Christmas. What did you do at Christmas? Yeah. Oh, it's always the slightly posher ones. Oh, we're back to my folks. We do a sort of a thing. Yeah. It's kind of tradition. I mean, it's pretty lame, but it's just what we do. We kind of we all go out to the church and we do a weird dance, and then my my father sucks off my uncle. And it's just a thing that we do in our family. <laughs> Fucking Lampard traditionalists. Stop it. The thing is, right, just have what you want. My brother-in-law, mm. when he, my my wife told me this, when, when they were like teenagers, one year he was vegetarian, right? And they said, what do you want? And he, they said, you can have whatever you want. It's, it's Christmas, you're vegetarian, I'm telling you what you want. You know what he had? Fucking pot noodle because he was 14 years old and that's what he was into at the time. So yeah. they got him a pot noodle and he sat and ate that on Christmas Day. Yeah, because it's exactly. Christmas Day. Have what you fucking want. Everybody wants to be happy. While you're talking about Mitchell and Webb and Peep Short, uh, if you didn't see it the first time it was on the sitcom Back, which is on Channel 4, which stars them and was written by Simon Blackwell. Is this, a new, is this like... a new show? Sorry? Is that a new programme or an old programme? It's an old one that was on about two years ago. Ah. Um, it's been repeated and it's on all four catch up. And it's fucking brilliant. If oh, you didn't yeah. see it first time round, watch that over the Christmas holidays. Series two's coming in January or February, I think. That's dead good. Um, that's it, I reckon, from this one, Sam. Yeah. We've answered three questions, I think, this week. That's quite Better good. than usual. Yeah, so uh, this is the last Life Logistics before Christmas, so um, have a very, very wonderful time. It was the last Life Logistics before Christmas. And all the little mice mice gathered round to listen to how Andy and Sam were going to fix their Christmassy problems. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. Goodbye, everyone. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.